0: Hey, everyone. So if you've been following me for a hot minute, you know, I talk a lot about weekly planning, but guess what? I'm not going to do that today. I spend so much time on weekly planning that I often fail to even discuss the fact that there are other levels of planning as well. And the way I run and operate all of, of how I manage my time, my calendar, my businesses, everything is actually four levels of planning. So today, for the first time, I'm actually going to talk about all four of them, break them down for you, and hopefully get your wheels turning on where you may have some gaps in your planning process today. So let's go ahead and jump in, get started. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, just like you. I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hey, welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. Uh, Today we're going to talk on something I haven't really shared here before, and it is going to be the four levels of planning. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you know I spend the vast majority of my time talking about weekly planning, and occasionally I discuss monthly planning. My entire top program lives in that space of weekly and monthly planning, but there are two other levels of planning as well. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity, particularly as we're wrapping up this year, setting foot into next year, to talk through what are those four levels what makes them each different? Why are they all important? And then when should you actually be doing them? So I'm going to start from the what I call the bottom, which is weekly planning. And the reason why I am is because my approach to all things time management and organizing your calendar is what I have called a bottom-up approach instead of a top-down. And this is something that really kind of uh, differentiates me from some of the other thought leaders in this space. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. It certainly has to me. Maybe you attend a workshop or a training and they always start things off with your goal setting and your visioning and your dreaming and they get you all excited about these big, amazing things. But then you go back home and your day-to-day life is so overwhelming that you're like, there's no way I'm going to have time to work on this stuff. This is why I work from the bottom up because I've fundamentally believe that we are never going to make progress on those big goals, dreams, and desires if we haven't found a way to clean up our day-to-day weekly living so that we have the space to do that. So this is why the weekly planning is kind of the bottom level of planning. Notice I didn't say daily planning. I've got entire other podcast episodes on why I do not believe in daily planning. And instead, I firmly believe in weekly planning. And the real intent behind weekly planning is to make sure that you are spending your time on the things that are most important to you you're not over committing yourself and you're not getting over scheduled. Now, weekly planning obviously should be done every week. So there is no one set day for you to do it. I personally do mine on Sundays. That works well for me. I have students who do it on Fridays before the following week. I have some that actually have a chunk of time Monday morning where they lay out the plan for the week. So again, it doesn't have to always be just because I talk about Sundays doesn't mean that you need to do that. But weekly planning really is that secret sauce that is going to help you get out of overwhelm and start to get some calm and openness back in your life again. Now, the next level up is monthly planning. Monthly planning, obviously, should be done once a month. Now, the purpose and intent behind monthly planning isn't to actually lay out in great detail every single thing that's happening that month because in the world we live in today, we've got to leave room for change, right? I just got off of a call today with some students inside my program and we were talking about monthly planning and I shared with them the real like, underlying purpose, intent and value in monthly planning is to help you set foot into your month with some really good boundaries with your time. So what do I mean by that? Well, I'm recording this episode here in November. So when I did my November monthly planning, when I sat down and looked at my month at a whole, I was able to see I already had an entire week reserved for a workshop that I was running. And then we also have the Thanksgiving holiday here in the States. And for me, that included some out-of-town company and a lot of cooking and prep. So at the end of the day, when I was looking at my November calendar, I was able to see two of those weeks are pretty much jam-packed, meaning... I do not, it would not be smart for me to say yes to adding anything else into my calendar those two weeks. So then that left me with the two remaining full weeks to really get a solid understanding of given the very limited time this month, what are the most important things that I need to prioritize and make sure is actually getting done? Now, using that November as an example, that allowed me to set foot into the start of this month with some very clear understanding about my limited availability and create very clear boundaries on feeling not at all guilty on saying no to opportunities as they came up. Because I knew if I said yes, I would be positioning myself to be in a place of overwhelm. It also allowed me to recognize this is not a good month to start in on any new big projects because when I did my monthly planning, I was very clearly able to see kind of the constraints that I was working with. So that is really the intent behind that monthly planning. Now, inside of my top program, I do just a ton of in-depth training on creating the systems and processes, getting all the inputs that you need to get that weekly and monthly planning process just happening on autopilot. I am at a point in my life now, my weekly planning is done usually in 10 minutes or less. My monthly planning is something I may spend more like 15 or 20 minutes on, but it, it just becomes second nature. Now, the next two levels of planning are not something I talk about all that often, especially here on the podcast, but it is something that is as equally as important. And I'm really excited because next year inside all of my Planapalooza community, we're going to be spending quite a bit of time in these next two levels of planning. Because again, once you get really good at that weekly and monthly planning, now we're ready to keep moving up that planning ladder. So the third level is quarterly planning. Now, yes, obviously, the names of these make it pretty obvious how often we do it, right? Quarterly planning is something that I do right at the beginning of a new quarter or at the end of the previous one. Now, there are some similarities between the quarterly and the monthly planning. But when it comes to the quarterly planning, we're really, you know, think about an airplane just kind of getting higher and higher in the air. So that weekly planning, we're on the runway. At monthly planning, we've just kind of just gotten up into the airspace. When we're up here at the quarterly planning, this might be at a time when maybe the captain almost tells us it's time that we could take our seatbelts off. So now we're getting up to a much bigger view. Quarterly planning is where I spend the vast majority of my energies really at that goal setting, intention setting, visioning. Because when I'm looking at the quarter, I'm looking way ahead and saying, okay, let's look at these next 90 days. At the end of these next 90 days, what big things do I want to say that I've made progress on? It may just be that I've started on a project. Maybe I've finished one. Maybe I've hit that first milestone in a goal. So when I'm looking at that quarterly planning, I'm not looking at the day-to-day operations. I'm not looking at my routines and my checklists. I'm not protecting boundaries for myself within the month like I do with the monthly planning. Quarterly is when we I like to think of it as shifting out of the more tactical, hands-on kind of planning. And now we're moving up more into that strategic, longer-term planning. Now, again, if you don't have your weekly and monthly lives feeling like you have space to breathe, quarterly planning is likely not going to add a whole lot of value and oftentimes makes people leaving really stressed out because now they start like thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to set these big goals for the next 90 days. When the heck am I going to have time to do it? If that's how you're feeling, that's probably a sign that you haven't really mastered the weekly and monthly planning. Once you do the quarterly planning is something like, I'm smiling here as I'm talking about it. I get kind of giddy when I know I have that opportunity to really sit down and strategically think about, what are the goals? What are those bigger things that I want to focus on and work to accomplish and achieve over the coming quarter? Now, I have a, not surprisingly, I have a set process that I go through where I do my quarterly planning and I have some very repeatable systems in place for how I take this great idea that I know I want to set foot on or start making progress on. And then the process that I go through to break that thing down and then actually get a realistic implementable plan in place so that when I wake up the next day, I know what actions I need to take to start making progress on that. So it's not just about creating these great ideas. The quarterly planning process should involve actually breaking those down and then getting them into actionable items that then feed into your monthly planning and feed into your weekly planning. Now, the final level, again, this should not be a surprise. We've talked about weekly, monthly, quarterly is the yearly. Now, I like to think about yearly planning in my own unique way that might be a little bit different than what others think about with yearly planning. And how I do my yearly planning now looks very different than it did 15 years ago because the world we're in is different. My life is very different. I am in a place, like many of you, where you know it's kind of hard sometimes to see past tomorrow, let alone 10 or 12 months from now to figure out what the heck's going on. So when I am up here way at that top cruising altitude level of yearly planning, this is when I'm taking the opportunity to look back over the last year and figure out what worked well, what didn't, what do I want more of, what do I want less of. I am kind of allowing myself to go to those crazy dream places where if the sky is the limit, What would be some amazing things that I would love to see happen over the coming year? So I like to think of that yearly planning as kind of that pie in the sky, what if mentality, but we're taking really good information over the last year to help us make smart choices about things we may want to bring in or remove from our life. Now, the yearly planning isn't so much about getting a calendar out and putting actual, you know, targets with dates in it. It's a lot more of a mindset planning. And then the work that I do in my yearly planning feeds down into my quarterly planning, which feeds into my monthly planning, which then ultimately feeds into my weekly planning. But again, if you don't have the weekly and monthly planning processes in place working for you, and instead you spend all this time way up there thinking strategically, envisioning a big picture, when the rubber meets the road, you're likely going to be stuck on really not knowing how to even get started because you're in such a state of overwhelmed day-to-day that you can't see past the given day. So this is why I really want to encourage any of you listening, if you still feel like man, I'm just stuck. I can't get out of this day-to-day feeling of being on a hamster wheel. This is where you need to spend your time and energy is learning how to do the right style of weekly planning that lets you start to have that room to breathe. As you master that, then you can start bringing in monthly planning, then quarterly than yearly. Now, if you are somebody that already has you know, some good systems in place and you're like, yeah, I feel good on that kind of day-to-day, week-to-week life. And if you would like more information about this Planapalooza membership that I have for all of 2022, where we're going to really spend a large portion of our time in the quarterly and yearly, but we're going to be meeting every month to make sure we're bringing it into our monthly and weekly plans, please, pop on over to social. You can find me on Instagram at Megan Sumrall or over on Facebook at Megan Sumrall as well and shoot me a DM and let me know that you want more information on Planapalooza because even if you're ready not to commit to it for the full year, you could come check out the first quarterly workshop that we're going to be holding in January. So take some time and ask yourself, do you have systems and processes in place for all four of those levels. Are you really good at one, but maybe not others? Or maybe you hadn't even thought about breaking it up into all of those. Because I think that 2022 could be an amazing opportunity for you to start chipping away from the bottom up so that at the end of 2022, you feel really well positioned to kind of Own all aspects of your planning, your calendar, and your organization. Have a great rest of your week. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Summerall or just open any browser and go to megansummerall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.